You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member FDIC. Welcome down to Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau. I'm Bart Gregory, along with Charlie Winfield. We're at the Farm Bureau Studios here in downtown Starkville, Mississippi State. Of course, coming off a loss on the road in Lexington, 27-17. And now a big week coming as the dogs travel to Tuscaloosa. Charlie, you play this game, and then you have the bye week the next week. And, of course, Alabama's got the same situation. They play this week, and then they have the bye Sometimes you see teams kind of buckle down and play harder when, when they know they've got a couple of weeks to kind of take a deep breath. Well, sometimes you see teams buckle down and play harder after they've lost a game on the road. Both these teams also have that issue. Both these teams penalized a lot last week. Both these teams left some chances on the field last week. Although, I would have to say the problem is, for us, one of those teams has to go on the road again. Yeah. And that's us. Alabama gets to go back home. Now, we talk all the time in baseball, when things are going bad, do you really want to be at home? Because sometimes it can add a little pressure. Does Alabama going home add some pressure? Yeah. It's wishful thinking. Yeah, they, they go three and out the first two drives. You might have a few boo birds here. And here's the thing I keep thinking about, Charlie, is everybody's sitting there saying, man, we don't want to play Alabama right now. They're going to be mad. They're coming off a loss. Well, couldn't you say the same thing if you're sitting over in Tuscaloosa? Here comes Mississippi State. They're going to be mad. They're coming off a loss. Don't. Just don't. No. There's not a single person in Tuscaloosa saying that. No. Nice try. Move along. They could be saying it. Well, they, they're not. Their, their message boards are not. Have you checked their message boards? I can Have just you assure verified you. This? I can assure you they are not saying that. Because you're speaking in a broad brush right now. Okay. So, looking back and, and – the thing about our loss and Alabama's loss, as you said, you mentioned the penalties, some drop passes. Alabama had some drop passes. I think the thing that is the common denominator here is I think both of these teams look back and say, yeah, we lost the football game this past Saturday, but a lot of it was our own undoing. Yeah, I think both teams to some degree feel like they beat themselves. The issue I think that maybe lets Alabama feel a little bit better, they put up a bunch of points. I think you commented on Sunday coffee after the game this weekend. Sometimes if you go on the road and you get beat in a shootout 38-35, you come back and it's like, man, I don't know. I think for Mississippi State, though, the challenge is you've gone on the road in the SEC twice. Neither time have you had the success you wanted to see on offense. And so I think for Mississippi State, there's still a big question about whether you can go on the road and put up the points you need to put up. For Alabama – They've only been held in the 20s twice. I mean, they're, they're regularly putting up 40 and 50 points a game. They score. I think perhaps that gives you a little more optimism, particularly when you look at Alabama. They gave us fits defensively playing with the coverages back there, and there's not a better guy in the country to do that than Nick Saban. No, no doubt. And you also say, you know, from a defensive side this week, you're not going to feel the pressures that you have before, but at the, at the end of the day, for us to win, we're going to have to score points. 
because the defense is probably going to give up some this week. Like you just said, the, Alabama has been scoring. You're going to give up points this week. You just have to match them with some points this week offensively. That's the big thing. Yeah, there's only twice that they haven't put up 50 or more points in the ball game. Well, 49 at Arkansas, 49 at Tennessee. So there's only twice they haven't put up 49 or more. They go to Texas and win 20-19. to 19. They beat A&M 24-20. So if you're looking for a way to say, okay, can Mississippi State go on the road and play with Alabama? A&M did. It's not inconceivable. On the other hand, you say, is this a team you can hold under 35 points? It's only happened twice through seven games. And like I said, even in this loss, they put up 49. So this is a team that put up 49 against Tennessee, put up 49 against Arkansas, 55 against Vandy. This is a team that can score. And, of course, we're in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Starkville Farm Bureau. Go with the home team at Farm Bureau. You check them out at favorites.com. Agents all across the state of Mississippi, great customer service, and, of course, their agents are embedded in each of your communities. So go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Well, on the show today, Chris Stewart, who is the play-by-play voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Of course, Eli Gold has been the play-by-play for Alabama for a long time now. Eli not broadcasting this year, and Chris Stewart stepping in for him in football. But uh, Chris has been with basketball now for 20 years and baseball for a long time at Alabama. He's a good friend of ours and very similar to us, Charlie, a guy that and he grew up in the state of Alabama. He started broadcasting a lot of high school football, a lot of high school sports. He went to Montevallo, did some D2 stuff, and now sitting in the perch in the big chair at the University of Alabama. Chris, a good dude. Oh, absolutely. And, man, he's he's eating up with Alabama, too. <laughs> he's, oh, yeah. He's a fixture over there. The thing I like about Chris, I think as much as any broadcaster you have, will ever talk to, he lays it out there. He'll tell you the good, bad, and the indifferent. He is not an apologist in the least. Not at all. And so we'll talk to Chris Stewart when we come back on the other side of the break. Appreciate our friends at WFCA. Once again, French Camp 107.9 for airing the show each week over there in East Central Mississippi. And so appreciate you guys hanging out with us this week. Chris Stewart on the other side of the break. You're listening to Out of Left Field presented by Farm Bureau. And welcome back to Out of Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau. I'm Bart Gregory, along with Charlie Winfield. We're in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Startwell, and we're going to talk to the play-by-play voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide, Chris Stewart. Before we do that, I'd like to remind you this conversation brought to you by our friends at Country Pleasing Sausage. Country Pleasing, made right here in the state of Mississippi, down in Florence, Mississippi, at Country Meat Packers. They've got a big butcher shop. It's going to get even bigger. So if you're on the road to Starkville or looking just to tailgate in the backyard, go buy Country Meat Packers, and they get you, they'll get you tailgate ready no matter what you're trying to do. But, of course, they're staple. They're country-pleasing sausage. Country-pleasing, the original, the jalapeno cheddar. They've got new brands out as well, even the old ones. The jalapeno cheddar, the pineapple pork, and just so many different things. And it's a growing brand. They continue to get bigger because their product is fantastic, and that's our good friends at Country Pleasing Sausage. So let's go to the phone and talk to our good friend at the University of Alabama, Chris Stewart, five-time Alabama Sportscaster of the Year, filling in this year for Eli Gold, who is out right now with uh, some medical issues. Chris, have you had a chance to talk to Eli? How's Eli doing right now? 
Yeah, man, he's uh, he's doing better. He's making progress, and uh, I know because he told me how much he appreciates everybody reaching out as they have. Hopeful that we're going to have him back, just not a real timeline for when that's going to take place. Well, Chris, just doing some reading, I know that you uh, are familiar with needing somebody to fill in for you. I uh, think you and I share the uh, bypass surgery history, and I tell people all the time, if you get a chance to do it, don't. Yeah, you know, the the deal with that was not the surgery itself because it was a success and everything had had looked good, but I got an infection or during the, the process or shortly thereafter, whenever it was. And that's what put me back in the hospital for 91 days. And I'm very, very fortunate to still be here, to be alive and to be in the, the health and condition that I am. Extremely grateful that that's the case. Chris, this past Saturday, you guys go on the road to Knoxville. And so many times in sports, Charlie and I were talking about this. Sometimes you go to places and you lose, but you take from it. And we've, we've both had these, these instances where you look back and say, you know what, we didn't win a game. We probably should have won the game. You look back, you could have won the game. But, daggum, that was a pretty cool situation. And Saturday in Knoxville looked like one of those special days. It was. There's, there's no denying that. It's still tough to get past the fact that Alabama left so much on the table in that ball game. You know, the 17 penalties. And, and, and even if people, you know how fandom is, it's tough to see it clearly. And, and you want to talk about, you know, too many and things being one-sided. That's how fans are. I get that. I understand it. I've been a part of that. I will simply say, let's let's go a different route. Let's say that you took eight of the the seventeen away. All right, that's still nine. You still committed nine penalties on the road, and it's hard to beat anybody when you do that. Let alone a good team. And Alabama uh, just made too many mistakes. And whether that's mistakes committing penalties, whether that's mistakes in dropping a pass. Uh, whether that's mistakes and not knocking a ball down on a final drive that, that led to a victory. And, and look, the stuff I've just referenced on the last two, a drop pass and the failure to knock down a pass that's a, a jump ball type situation, um, those are in the last 15 seconds. That doesn't count the things that transpired in the ball game prior to that. And there was a slew of them. So, look, Alan, there's, it's understandable there'd be frustration and disappointment in some things, but uh, Alabama was its own worst enemy in Saturday's game. Bryce Young returning this year, and anytime you have a player that has reached the levels that he has, it's, you sometimes almost assume that guys take a step back instead of moving forward, but just looking from the outside, it looks like he's still playing at a really high level. Where do you see him compared to where he was a year ago at this time? I think he's he's even further ahead. Uh, it's amazing. The poise, the skill, his injury, which kept him out of the uh, second half of the Arkansas game and then the Texas A&M game completely had Alabama looking like a different team. Alabama was not perfect in any area Saturday against Tennessee, but quarterback play was far from the issue 
yards in that ball game. I mean, 455 yards on the road, two touchdowns, no picks. He goes 35 of 52. Now, I had to throw it too many times because of the way things were going in the, the course of the game. But you throw it 52 times and complete 67% of your passes and, frankly, still had a handful of drops on passes that were right on the money. He was unreal. He was absolutely unreal, as good as I've ever seen at the position, uh, certainly at Alabama. And that's a place where we've had a lot of good ones. But he is, uh, he is truly a special, special player. Talking to Chris Stewart, handling the play-by-play chores for the University of Alabama. Now in 20th year, what, you've been 20 years as a men's basketball guy, is that right? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Chris, we're getting old, man. We are getting old. Man, it is it is unbelievable. 20 for basketball. I've, been, I've done baseball. Started with David Crane 23 years ago. Uh, did eight seasons with him before he moved to UAB, and I transitioned uh, from the middle three play-by-play guy into the the lead position, I guess, on that, and and uh, have done so since then, and and been involved with football for for more than twenty in one capacity or another. We used to do the old, and you remember the old, uh, well before even CSS, ACN, the Alabama Cable Network, did games all over the state of Alabama, including the Bama pay-per-view and and uh, replay broadcast back in the mid nineties, mid late nineties, and. Uh, been a part of it and around it for a long time and thankful that that's the case. Did the ACM, did that turn into CSTV or was that a separate operation? It It's what became, uh, yes, CS, you're right. CS- College Sports, CSSE. CSSE yeah. is what they call it. College Sports Southeast for a brief time, less than two years. The first time I ever broadcast, the first time I ever witnessed a volleyball match in my life. I mean, ever witnessed one mm-hmm. was stayed in Alabama yeah. in volleyball, and I was broadcasting it. And so that was that yeah, was it. crazy. Yeah. I've done that too. First gymnastics meet I ever saw in person. I did the play by play for. So that's uh, and it sounded like it. it was the first <laughs> one I'd ever seen. There's no doubt. But yeah, those were those were some fun days. Well, you guys pack it in for gymnastics, so that's a that's a big deal to mess that one up over there. We can get away with volleyball now and then. Yeah. Jim, you can't get away with. Yeah, you're exactly right. There's no doubt. And hey, along those lines, you know, you went to to Montevallo. Did you uh, just looking back in broadcasting? And you know, this is kind of just a little spur of, of what we're talking about. It's amazing when you look over and you've been doing this for 20 years, and you start thinking back to. I started that year at West Alabama, and you go to different places in you know, Division Two and and see a lot of cool things, but you know, high school sports as well. And just looking back over your career, and you think about all those times you just barely got on the air. You barely, you went to these smaller places, and you're like, my mom oh, yeah. is my mom is listening, and she's doubling the listening audience. And now all of a sudden, yeah. the Saturdays we get to spend in these cathedrals. Now, do you, do you ever have that situation where you just look back and say, what what in the world am I doing, and how did I get here? All the time, I, I told one this time last week. I spoke in Selma at the uh, quarterback club there. And it involved me going some, uh, you know, a back road, uh, not a back road, but it's the main way to get to Selma. But it had me go past about four different little high schools that I had broadcast over my career. And uh, the the first game I ever did was Calera Montevallo, uh, which to me was, and I was 19 years old, and it was the same. In my mind, I was doing Alabama-Auburn. 
Theron Fisher Stadium on the Montevallo campus, Montevallo High School campus, and I thought I was at Legion Field in Birmingham. I mean, you know, wherever you are is is the big time. My, uh, my the one semester I played golf as a walk on at a, an NAIA school in Montevallo, University of Montevallo. Our golf coach had a great line. He was the AD as well, and he always said, "The big time is wherever you happen to be." That's what Montevallo was, and that experience was for me. And and when you you talk about the things you just talked about, broadcasting from phenomenal perch like we have in Knoxville for uh, for Alabama, Tennessee, and I'm doing the play by play, and I think back to literally sitting with my feet dangling off the top of the press box at Billingsley High School to do a tape delay broadcast in freezing cold of Calera Billingsley, a game that I'm recording on a cassette tape and is going to air the next morning and nobody is going to listen to it, not a soul. Uh, and and if they wanted to, I'm not sure they could pick it up on the station. Uh, it was such a low-power station. To, to go from that to what I'm getting to do now professionally, is very, very special. Talking to Chris Stewart. We'll come back on the other side of the break, and we'll talk more about Mississippi State and Alabama this weekend. 6 o'clock start at Bryant-Denny. You're listening to Out of Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau. And welcome back to Out of Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau. I'm Bart Gregory, along with Charlie Winfield. We're in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Startville, and we're talking with our good friend Chris Stewart, the play-by-play voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Chris, looking at this football game, Bart and I laugh all the time because you start to read on message boards, man, I don't want to face Alabama after a loss, and always respond, I don't want to face Alabama after a win, loss, tie, or anything else. But, yeah. you know, there is something that goes into kind of a mindset of teams getting regrounded. You get a chance to be around Nick Saban every week. I know you host the Nick Saban show. How is he different? How is preparation different after a loss? What's he like that next week? And is there something to Alabama refocusing? Yeah, look, you know, after a game, he is terrific, to be perfectly honest, from a, a professional standpoint. Uh, I'm not going to sit here tell you it's enjoyable because it's not. And you guys know what it's like when you're doing a show on the road, and that's how we do with this television show. It's it's uh, it's on the road when you when you lose, teams storm the field, fans storm the field, so you can't shoot it on the field like you normally would. Uh, you got to find a, a hole somewhere, and you're normally in the way of somebody with the team that's trying to get packed up and get ready to get back on the plane and get back home. So it's chaos, but it's not because of him. He's fine. Uh, he's not happy, but he's very, usually very insightful, uh, reflective, clear, uh, and gives you great stuff for the show. And so that's, that's fine. The next week is very businesslike. Everybody's locked in. And, but you're, you know, just like you were talking about, with not wanting to face Alabama any time. That's frankly the way coaches anytime. It's business. There's a job to do. You want to do it right. Uh, he expects everybody that's got any link to the program 
to be prepared, ready to go and do the job, whatever the job may be at a high level. And so that's what, you know, is demanded and that's what you provide and to, to the best of your ability. But after a, a loss itself, I think there's going to be, I, I will be shocked just from a team standpoint. If there's not the, the highest level of focus that we've seen probably since the opener itself. That's just the nature of, of what a loss can do and how jarring defeat can be. They know, first of all, that, they, that uh, Mississippi State is a good team and a dangerous team and one that's capable of getting you if you're not playing at a high level. I am curious to see if there's going to be any hangover, for lack of a better term, from last week, or if they come out with hair on fire and ready to get after it. But I, I don't think there's any doubt preparation-wise this week that it's probably a very, very good week for the Tide. Chris, when I look at the matchups for this game, and I think back to last year, and you start thinking about the air raid offense and about how teams defended on the backside and one of the best ways to defend the air raid is getting pressure without the blitz. And what Will Anderson did over here last year of getting to Will Rogers, don't you just think that that Mississippi State offensive line, now I think our offensive line is better right now than it was in spots than it was last year in some other spots, maybe against Will Anderson. But don't you think that's kind of going to be the key to the game? You, you talk about the hangover. One of the things that coaches, old coaches will always say, especially in basketball, defense and rebounding, that travel. You would kind of expect Alabama to be ready to go on that defensive front. Well, they better be because, again, for whatever reason, didn't apply the pressure that needed to be to Tennessee. Now, Hinton Hooker's really good. Uh, he's got great players available to, to get the ball to. He is not easy to track down and catch, and they did a good job of of giving him enough time, and when they didn't, uh, he he found scenes and was able to have some success running the football as well. It was a tough day for the Bama defense, but it's imperative that they, they find a way to pressure Mississippi State or whoever they're playing going forward because there's a blueprint now of, of how to put points on the board. You may not be able to execute it because you may not have personnel uh, that Tennessee has, and when I say you, I'm talking about anybody that's left on the schedule. But Alabama made made some mistakes that were extremely costly in that game, but it's not the only game where that, that's happened. I mean, they, they had to fight to get out in Austin against Texas. They had to fight uh, in that fourth quarter to turn what was a one-score game in Fayetteville into a win in the fourth quarter. And, and granted, it was going away in the fourth, but it wasn't going away until the fourth. And then we know what happened with Texas A&M as well. So it's a team that when it plays its best is incredibly dangerous. If they don't, they're beatable. And they've got to find a way to avoid being as beatable as they were on Saturday in Knoxville. Chris, I was, last year was a really big fan of Brian Robinson, a guy that waited his turn, and I, yeah. I thought he was just an outstanding running back last year. Gibbs seems to be getting the, the bulk of the carries this year. How was the right. running game for Alabama compared to where, where you saw it a year ago? It, it's a little different. I'm not exactly sure. I have to look at where the numbers compare. It's 
but Jameer Gibbs is really good. Jace McClellan is really good. Roy Dell Williams, when given the opportunity, has been really good. But they're talented enough with Gibbs, the transfer from Georgia Tech, uh, McClellan, who's coming back off of the knee injury from last year. Uh, he seems to be at, at full speed. They're good enough to give Bryce some time and just really explosive in space. But they also catch the ball well. Jameer is is not going to miss many like he did with about 20 seconds to go in the game against uh, Tennessee. If he makes that catch, it may go for a touchdown. Uh, but it certainly would have, would have set Alabama up for uh, a chance to run the clock down for the final play and a kick that uh, instead of being a 50-yarder, is probably going to be a 30-35-yarder for Will Reichard and in the middle of the field. So that looks a lot different. That being said, despite the drop, despite the mistake, that's not who he is. He's a better better receiver than that. McClellan's good out of the backfield. You can split them wide uh, and go extended handoffs, basically, with, with the passing game to them. And Bama's been creative and getting the ball in their hands. But it's a different look, and I think that's one of the more amazing things. When you look at the run that Nick Saban has had, the different running backs and the different styles, and yet still a commitment to being able to run and run at a high level. Uh, they're all talented, obviously, but they're all very, very different. I, I think Jameer is in a, in a, a category of that smaller back who still has some power, has speed as good as any that Alabama's had there, and very versatile out of the backfield as a receiver. All right, Chris, appreciate you joining us. Six o'clock on Saturday night, the state traveling to the east to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Hey, before we let you go real quick, 10,000 feet view, Nate Oates, basketball. Hey, it's right here on the horizon. What uh, what are you yeah. hearing What are you hearing about the, the Crimson Tide right now in basketball? Grab a program because you're going to need, there's a lot of new faces, but it's one that I think is, uh, extremely talented. They're very excited about it. Brandon Miller's a name you're going to get to know really quick. Uh, freshman who who can stroke it, uh, but also get to the basket uh, and is going to learn how to play on the defensive end. He's just a freshman out of Tennessee who's uh, really a good ball player that has been fantastic in preseason, but there's a lot of depth, maybe as much as, as Alabama's had uh, in quite a long time. Uh, he had 12 players on scholarship. He didn't bring in a 13th because he said, I like the 12 guys I've got. We're not going to have a 13th just to have a 13th player. These are 12 that can all play. And he loves the look and the depth. And this could be a very enjoyable basketball season for the Tide. All right, man. Hey, appreciate you as always. Look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Guys, thank you so much. Enjoy the time. Look forward to seeing you all as well. And that's Chris Stewart, the play-by-play voice for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Mississippi State on the road at Alabama this coming Saturday, 6 o'clock start. Uh, Charlie and I will get you started on the pregame show at 4 o'clock on your affiliates throughout the state of Mississippi. And uh, this segment brought to you by our friends at Trax Plus. Trax Plus located in Hickory, Mississippi. That's the original, but they also have locations between Startville and Columbus on Highway 82. Then down in Summit, Mississippi, Alexandria, Louisiana, and now in Bessemer, Alabama on I-459. Trax Plus with the forestry equipment for the Barco, the Rayco, the Demi Seamoff mulching heads, and for the, the guys that like to move dirt, 
the guys that like to do a little clearing of the underbrush, you got those excavators and mini excavators with Saney. You can put those mulching heads on the excavators now and kind of clear your way through. So our good friends at Tracks Plus, a growing brand. And once again, that conversation with Chris Stewart brought to you by our friends at Tracks Plus. Charlie, now come back. We'll have a final word. You're listening to Out of Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau. And welcome back. Final segment of Out of Left Field presented by Farm Bureau. I'm Bart Gregory along with Charlie Winfield. All right, Charlie, good conversation with Chris Stewart right there. Stayed in Alabama, 6 o'clock Saturday night over in T-Town. And so, hey, this used to be the big matchup late in the year. We've moved that Alabama game up. I kind of like playing this game earlier in the year than we did in the first, second week of November like we used to. Man, get this thing over with. That's kind of what I'd love to. I'd love to get it played and get it behind you. And I like having the bye coming after it. You know, back in the old days, you had four straight in the season and always involved Alabama, Auburn, LSU, and Ole Miss. Really tough stretch headed into that last week of the year. Glad to get this one out of that spot. Hey, I did notice, by the way, Chris Stewart was talking about it's really hard to go on the road and win when you commit nine penalties. Uh, you know, we, we had 13 yeah. last week. For all the frustration that Alabama feels about losing a game as opposed to being beaten, goes right back to what we said just a couple of days ago. If you're looking for a positive, if we fix ourselves, we can play a lot better. We were flagged 17 times. Now, four of those were declined. But that goes back to the idea we just beat ourselves. And sometimes I think Mike Leach said earlier this week, you can control what's in your jersey, not what's in the other jerseys. So much of our need to improve is going to be just fixing what's inside our jerseys. Yeah, I'm ready to go over there and compete. I'm ready to go over there and win. We haven't won since Sylvester Croom was the head coach at Mississippi State, 06 and 07. Dan never could beat Alabama. Joe and 10 for his career, I believe. Joe Moorhead went 0 for 2, and right now we're 0 for 2 under Mike Leach. It's been a while. Nick Saban's first year, last time we won. Anthony Johnson. The pick six. Yeah, they were trying to put it away effectively Yeah, late in the first half and how that thing, John Parker Wilson threw the interception. All right, so here's what I want to ask you. Every time that we go to Alabama, going into the ball game, I hear the comment, we can't compete with Alabama. They're going to beat us. They're going to run us out of there. We hadn't won over there forever. We don't have a chance. Why are we going? But then the same people I hear that from are mad when we lose. So, so which is it? Where are you on this ball game? What, what is it that if we walk in here on Sunday, you're going to say, "All right, I'm happy with that." Here's the difference in me, and my my thought is this: They play in the same league as we do. This is not Division Two going to Division One. They are on our schedule. They are in our division. So, therefore, we have good players. Do we have the recruiting classes that they have? Probably not. Do we have the full skill of athletes that they have? Probably not. But I think you have to ask yourself, if they are in our division, if they are in our league, you've got to go over there and compete. And so writing a game off before it's ever played is never in my mindset. Even when you played LSU in 2019, and people were talking about them as being the best team to ever play college football. That day they came out here to Scott Field, I was sitting there going, you know what, things go the right way. You can win this football game. 
And I think the same way over here on Saturday. I think this is a team that, yeah, they're good. Are they beatable? Yeah. Is it a high probability that you go on the road, even if you're really, really good and they're really, really good? Is it a high probability that you went on the road? It's tough to win on the road anywhere in this league. But to say you got no chance, I don't subscribe to that theory. I like that. Yeah. I'm ap- I'm actually very pleased with that answer because it's not the just we are who we are mentality. That Look, that's our job is to play against them, right? I never have the woe is us mentality. Now, I've had it before when, you know, you, you've been beaten down. I've seen that, you know, I've seen that play in the early 2000s when, man, when you get off the bus and you just hope to, you know, keep it respectable. But that's not the time we're living in right now. I mean, you're playing in a league with players that can make plays. And so if you go over there and you play well and you get beat by 7 to 10, sometimes 17 points, you just got beat. But just subscribing to the theory that you're going to lose before you get on the bus, I, I, don't, I don't subscribe to that. And to be honest with you, I don't like listening to it. If you go back to and, and you look at the games, I guess we're always in a – nostalgia kind of mode sometimes you think back I'd love to have Dan I'd love to have Jack Yella and people forget where they were on those guys during the times that they were here right but there weren't many there have not been many years that we've gone over to Alabama and competed there have not been many years that we've gone to Georgia and competed or LSU even for that matter what I want to see I, I want to win the football game let me let me be clear but what I want to see is a team that goes over and competes like a college football team, an SEC West football team. If, for example, we were to go over and play the game that A&M did, would I be happy? If you just switched us into those maroon jerseys, would I be – or white jerseys as they may have been on that day? Would I be happy with a loss? No, I'd be mad about the officiating. I'd be mad that we had three more seconds. I'd be irate over the last play call of the game. But I would at least feel like we belonged. I want to belong. Well, one place we all can belong is in the city of Startle. And over the next couple of weeks, we have some big things going on in town. Let me clarify. We are not going to belong in the Farm Bureau studios on Friday afternoon. Why not? And the reason is, is because roughly 20 yards from the Farm Bureau studios is going to be a really big speaker. And right about noon, there's going to be a drum set up there, and somebody's going to start banging on it. And then somebody's going to get a guitar out and just make sure that thing works because it's Bulldog Bash this weekend. Yeah. And Bulldog Bash, I know that you're familiar with Surfaces, the band. I know you, in fact, I think you had them on the board earlier. Yeah, I do. It's in uh, in my car on repeat. Okay. So, yeah, Surfaces, which I am told by people younger and more connected to life than me. And when you tell me this in the next few minutes, it'll be the first time I've heard this. Well, they are, uh, they're a band. Okay. And they play. It's a, not a guy's name. His name's not Surfaces. No, they're from College Station, Texas. Okay. And they play a variety of sounds and music. But for those who like the sort of thing. They like this sort of this thing. This is the sort of thing they'll like. So Bulldog Bash going on right out here. And I'm, by Friday afternoon, the walls will be shaking as they start to test. So I will not belong. But many people will. It's free. It's a great event, downtown Starville. It's always put on very well, and it's a great cooperation between the students at Mississippi State, Mississippi State's administration, and the city of Starville. We catch a lot of flack sometimes in Starville, this idea that people don't coordinate and 
university in the town. This is an example of one of the great ways they get along. And then next week, Pumpkin Palooza. Yeah, used to have a bunch of face painting. Haven't been to Pumpkin Palooza in a couple of years, but they always have a bunch of pumpkins, a lot of things you can take pictures with. And would you come down and get your face painted? Sure. The whole question is, if you got your face painted, what would you get your face painted of? Well, that's a good question. You could always dress up like the Great Pumpkin. Jackie Sherrill used to dress up as a clown. Yes, he did. Was in Sports Illustrated as a clown. <laughs> Didn't he have a friend that was a clown? I, with I, that, There's so much to unpack in that, I'm just not sure. And there are so many different directions and things that you could say with that. We'll just say, hey, appreciate you joining us today. And once again, thanks to our good friends at Farm Bureau. Go with home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Tracks Plus, now with five locations, three in the state of Mississippi, in the Startwell, Columbus, Hickory, then Summit, Mississippi, Alexandria, Louisiana, and now Birmingham, Alabama. Our good friends at Country Pleasing Sausage and Country Meat Packers. Startwell, Mississippi's college town. And once again, thanks to our good friends at Bank First. Go to bankfirstfs.com for all your lending questions. All right, Charlie, we'll be back in the studio. So what you're saying is is we need to do the deep dig before 12, before the the downbeat at noon out here. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll just do it with a little services in the surfaces background. in the background. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to uh, pop the surfaces on the Spotify on the way out of here. It will, it will be the first time I've done that. Well, got to get in the mood. Got to get ready. That's right. We'll do that. So what, we need to sell tickets out here. So, so to clarify, by the way, it begins at night. They just they have, they have sound checks sound and things 12. like that. Yeah. yeah. They'll get going. All right. All right. Enjoyed it as always. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Good to talk with our good friend Chris Stewart of the Alabama Crimson Tide Sports Network. We'll be back on Friday for our Tracks Plus deep dig and then on sunday sunday coffee presented by a strange brew coffee house and so appreciate you guys hanging out with us you've been listening to out of left field presented by farm bureau